0: Moms and dads, children of all ages, welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Vizic. I am Tony Vizic. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, six days a week. To say every day would be a lie uh, with the occasional uh, missed show, but we uh, try to avoid that as much as possible. Come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. We talk about weighty issues like rock and roll albums, and bobbleheads uh, and uh, cats that were found in dumpsters. So um, the show is on three platforms for your listening and viewing pleasure Comedy Schools Radio Network.com, YouTube, the Comedy Schools channel, and of course, right here on Facebook Live. show is built around three things your questions and comments, which we do our level headed best to comment back on. Or uh, to answer your questions. Uh, Usually some knick-knack, doodad, periodical, uh, curiosity, autograph, memento. We have laying around here in the home office of ComedySchools.com that we share with you. Uh, And then uh, weave a story around. And then, of course, we recommend uh, one artist or one piece of music. Sometimes two. Sometimes we get a little ambitious. Uh, One artist or one album or uh, one piece of music from our vast vinyl album, and compact disc collection. We do not work from 45s, 78s, our cassettes are eight tracks. Although, you know what, if we had them in here in the room, we would probably do that as well. Uh, It is uh, Wednesday, November 4th, if you are uh, Irish or from the Midwest, November 4th, uh, 2020. And um, I say we don't know who the president is, but uh, we know who the president is currently, one uh, Donald uh, J. Trump, but we are still not sure who will be the president on January 20th, 2021. It's starting to look more and more and more like uh, Biden, at least it did before I took a nap. Uh, Haven't you found that that's the world we live in today, that... um, you go to bed and you get up and there's been some sort of dramatic change or shift uh, in the in the force. Or you even take a brief nap and you wake up and go, all right, what just happened? Or have you ever tried this? Have you ever tried not going on social media or watching the news for a day and then turn it back on and go, Jesus, I missed all of that. I don't think it was always that way. Matter of fact, I know it wasn't always that way. Uh, when I was a wee lad, when I was a young lad, uh, there was a half hour of local news and a half hour of national news. In the evening, in the evening, and that was, and then there was the ten o'clock local news, uh, but there wasn't all of this. There wasn't twenty-four hour non-stop cable news networks. Um, and you know what? I'm not saying that um, Diane House says I haven't felt like I could look away for the last four years. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. A lot of people feel that way. Um, a lot of people, including myself, heralded the rise of uh, cable news. You know who we um, uh, got to blame or thank for the initial uh, cable news revolution is a, a Southern boy uh, by the name of Ted Turner. Ted Turner, who owned uh, CNN uh, and started twenty-four-seven uh, half-hour news, and of course, when he uh, when he did it, uh, when he did it, uh, a lot of people just laughed at him. A lot of people laughed at him. When he uh, made a bid to try to buy one of the major networks, people just laughed. It certainly wasn't serious. But well, he showed them all and created uh, CNN, which, uh, and then also headline news, CNN headline news. And then, of course, uh, had the rise of Fox News. MSNBC did not start out as a uh, liberal or a nonstop news channel, it was more of a, of a kind of a goof channel, it was an experiment between uh, Microsoft and NBC to see what kind of uh, new network could be created for information and entertainment. Who made MSNBC, if it is a liberal network, and we can, we can question that, but if it is, who uh, caused it to happen, another, another than a sportscaster? So you got a southern guy who no, no one ever took serious, a trust fund baby in a sense, who used to uh, race yachts in the, in the guise of Ted Turner, Uh, Basically creating the model for 24-hour cable news. And then MSNBC was, like I said, kind of a fluff network. Kind of a fluff network. But due to a sportscaster, a sportscaster, it became the uh, darling for... um, uh, liberal against Fox News against Fox News CNN tried to play the uh, just the facts manual, just the facts ma'am Angle who's playing the right way angle who's playing the right way angle A primarily sportsman primarily sportsman primarily sportspren primarily sports broadcaster uh lambasted one George W Bush back war the uh, the Iraq war and change things the rate and change things the rate and change is, is a persnickety guy by 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 all reports uh, was let go at the first possible t- Donald of today Lawrence O'Donnell of today Lawrence O'Donnell of today Lawrence O'Donnell of today Lawrence O'Donnell today Lawrence O'Donnell, today Lawrence O'Donnell and uh, Rachel Maddow uh, on and on and on. Interesting thing that a lot of people don't know is that when MSNBC was first brought into an existence, one of the people who ran it or was the head of it or worked for it was a, ma- a young man, a uh, portly gentleman by the name of Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes. He went to work at MSNBC to learn everything he could about cable news and then helped launch Fox News and helped launch Fox News. Um, I was talking with a buddy of mine today, who is a business partner. Who I don't know how he actually votes, uh, but he says I vote in my pocketbook. You know, uh, I know how he voted in the last election. I'm not going to, you know, get into all that right now. But uh, he talked about how divided the country was. He said the country is so divided. And the truth of the matter is, I told him I said the country's always been divided. You know, one time it was North and South. It, what's not talked about a lot was the large number of people who lived on this continent under British rule, did not want to cede from the British Empire. They had no interest in doing it. Okay? There was, a, in a sense, a civil war going on uh, even then, as one group wanted to cede and form a more perfect union, and another group did not. And as soon as that happened, they fought like hell about what kind of government it should be, and almost fell apart over that. Had to write a whole new thing called the Constitution. And then went to war over slave states and Non-slave states, not that the people in the non-slave states were, you know, hip slick and cool like a bunch of jazz musicians. Finally, that culminated in a giant war where we killed a half a million of ourselves. So we've always been divided. We were divided during the Vietnam War. People saying it was our patriotic duty to go. And other people taking to the streets constantly, non-stop, protesting that war. We were divided then. In the 60s, we killed half of our leaders, We killed two Kennedys, not just one, two, two Kennedys. We killed two Kennedys, a king. Uh, In the 70s, we shot a Wallace. Hell, we weren't just shooting the good guys. We were shooting everybody. We shot at presidents. Gerald Ford got shot at. Ronald Reagan got shot. I'm not, by the way, if anybody's going, oh, he's saying, no, no. I'm just saying that... um, this country has always been roiled by great passion and whatever it is, whatever's in the water, whatever's in our blood, whatever our, uh, uh, our ancestors, whether they came over in the 1500s or the 1600s or the 1700s, eighteen hundreds, 1900s, or even 10 or 20 years ago, who whatever's in the blood of people who think America is a good idea and it's a damn good idea. All right. They seem to be polar opposites of one another. In so many ways. Uh, we even see that in the, um, uh, Mike Monday said, Larry Flint got shot. We shot guys who put out magazines that had pictures of attractive women that were flagrant intellecto. Why such a phrase? Because of the population in the room right now, one of them being the tender age of eight. Flagrant indelecto, A man who just put out a magazine that had cartoons and scantily clad, uh, more than scantily clad. Matter of fact, not clad at all. uh, People got shot. One group of people bought his magazine and made him a millionaire. Another group tried to put him in jail. That's who we are. So (coughs) when I see the results of the election, (coughs) and I'll be frank with you, I'll be Tony with you, I'll be Frank with you, I'll be Ray, I'll be Jay, I'll be Johnny. But you don't have to call me Johnson. Um, when I saw the results last night, I, uh, was I disappointed? Yeah, I was disappointed, like somebody who goes, is going to go to the fair and doesn't get to ride all the rides. You know, I thought last night we'd get to ride all the rides, that uh, we'd end up with 900 uh, um, uh, Democratic senators, <laughs> three liberal Democratic presidents, and a partridge in a pear tree. That's what I wanted uh, to take place by 9 o'clock yesterday evening such was not the case you know i know this and a lot of people are not going to like me saying this okay but i'm going to say it anyway so i know a lot of different people i know a lot of different people and i know yeah, here's, yeah yesterday i spent three hours handing out campaign literature for a guy running for city council in our city I said, I'll give you three hours. I'll stand out for, a- I'd already voted. I, you know, and I go, to a polling place. Maybe someone will shoot me or sling blood at me or pelt me at rocks and garbage or call me dirty names. I went, no, wait a minute. It's real life, not Facebook. So, um, and I stood next to a guy who was handing out campaign literature for someone running for the exact same seat, one a Republican, one a Democrat, even though it's a nonpartisan seat. And we sat there and shot the breeze and handed them out and actually helped one another. So I know a lot of people who don't vote the way I vote who are not ogres or monsters or beasts or demons. And they really don't see things the way that I see them. They're wrong! (laughs) Damn, oh God, oh Lord Almighty, are they wrong! But, but, it's not that. That's We have so demonized one another on each side. Uh... Joe Biden is live right now. Diane Howells, tell me, and she thinks the Dems will win the prez. Democrats will win the presidency. It may well be. I'm I'm leaning that way. I uh, had concerns last night when it was not the overwhelming victory that I had predicted yesterday. Remember, I said I could be wrong. Um, I was a little surprised at uh, Trump's uh, overwhelming uh, uh, win in Florida. Uh, how things went in Texas, hell, man. You know when people once people get to this country, something happens. They change. You know, you have um, members of the uh, uh, Latino community uh, who are, as a large group, or most recent large group of immigrants to a place that they were for the most part from in the first place, uh, who uh, many who voted for Donald Trump, even though he was going to build a wall, uh, has built some wall. I don't know what he's done. He's hangs out with JJ Wall. Uh I don't know. Uh knows a guy named Wally. Uh, you know, uh even though he's going to build a wall, even though there's the horrific story of uh, children in cages on the border, uh you know, the anti-immigrant uh, anti-immigrant uh, bent it seems of his uh, administration, a large group of Latinos voted for Donald Trump. So, uh, hold on a second. I'm getting something from the producers. Yes, sir. He's live on two stations. Uh, yeah, so my grandson is telling me that he's on YouTube. My grandson is on YouTube. And uh, I don't know what your grandson does on YouTube, but mine is watching right now and sees that Joe Biden is live on two stations. Um, Champ de Blasio says, I was not only disappointed, I was shocked. I thought I would be in bed before midnight, and I haven't been to bed yet. You know, that's the other thing, man. I'm kind of running on fumes right now. I don't know how many of the rest of you are. You know, uh, I taught a workshop last night at JP's Comedy Club. Let me mention JP's Comedy Club to you right now, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just smoothly segue into a, uh, it, you know what? It's, it's shameless because there's no shame in my game plug for uh, Jim Perry and his uh, wonderful, uh, quickly gaining uh, a great reputation as a uh, comics place that audiences love. JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com, 860 East Warner Road, Gilbert, Arizona. This weekend, our headliner is none other than the very funny Mary Upchurch, who you will also be able to see November 21st at 1st, 21st, 21st, if you are a, a subscriber to the Tempe Center of the Arts uh, here in uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I'll tell you more about that as uh, that comes upon us. Uh, I was there teaching a workshop last night. I. At the beginning of the evening, I get in there and Jim tells me, he goes, he goes Biden's winning. He had it on the television. We turned off the television for the, uh, uh, the workshop. I did have my phone by me and I was able to take a look every once in a while at numbers. And I was surprised. Because to me, it's so clear. But isn't that what makes it a horse race? Not so many people see it so clearly. To me, it was clear. That this uh, gentleman who currently occupies 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is a clear and present danger to the fabric, the soul, the makeup of this great country. But a lot of people don't see it that way. And it became apparent how many didn't see it that way as the evening went on. And I did not get to sleep until almost 3 o'clock in the morning. Woke up again around four o'clock in the morning. Couldn't fall back asleep for about a half hour, and then woke up again at seven. And uh, since then, I've had a twenty-minute nap. So this kind of stuff keeps you up. It keeps you awake. It keeps you on your toes. Keeps you worried. Keeps you interested. Keeps you fascinated. Okay. There was a lot of people telling us this thing wouldn't be settled on election night. For so many of us my age, we're used to the majority of the times this being settled on election night four years ago it was settled on election night we knew early in the evening that donald j trump was going to be the president of the united states one time i did go to bed and this is what keeps a lot of us up isn't it, champ in 2000 i went to bed thinking al- i was in north Car- i was in north carolina doing shows uh, i went to bed thinking that al gore was going to be the president woke up in the morning hearing that george w bush might be the president Let me say something about election fraud. Let me say something about that. Has there been election fraud in America? You're darn tootin'. There has been. Okay? Darn tootin'. There has been election fraud in America. Some of it just typical American chicanery. Just the exact way. Okay? I have a, an eight-year-old and a cat who are now attacking the... Uh, Cheryl, can you straighten up the uh, YouTube thing a little bit? It got knocked over by an eight-year-old and a the cat. There we go. By the way, you can't get mad. Uh, pull the screen back a little bit. My head's kind of cut off. There we go. And we want people to see just my entire hat. Thank you. Um, hold on. I think we're having a Ray break. Come on, bring him in. Show him, ladies and gentlemen. And now a Ray break. Brought to you by my sometimes co-host Sullivan Ramirez. Hello, Su- say hello, Sullivan. No, you're supposed to say hello, Sullivan. When I say say hello, Sullivan, you go hello, Sullivan. There, yeah See, that's very funny. All right, thank you. That was your Ray break. Um, the hell was I talking about? Let me let me look at some comments. Uh, now I have a cat on my shoulder. Um, about voter fraud. Oh, about voter fraud. Uh, some of just good old American ch- chicanery. A little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, you know, you do it, we do it, and and it didn't really add up to make a big difference. It didn't add up to make a big difference. But we have gotten so good now, especially since the last election, since the last election, with being able to root it out that I'm just not seeing it anywhere. There's been this entire stupid, and by the way, if you buy into this local Arizona uh, conspiracy, you're stupid. And some of you are my friends. You're not stupid on everything. You buy into this conspiracy, then you're stupid that if you'd filled out your ballot with a Sharpie that um, uh, and it bled through, the, the vote doesn't get counted. Your vote gets counted. That has been dispelled. Anybody who's posting that on social media is either stupid, ill-informed, or looking to stir up trouble. I will say this. Okay, we live in Pinal County, okay? We work, do business in Maricopa County. It's all the greater Phoenix area, greater Phoenix metro area. But we live in Pinal, right next to Maricopa County. I know the Secretary of State for the County of Maricopa, Adrian Fontes. You can't meet a finer man, a better man, a more upstanding man, a man who is dedicated, dedicated, dedicated to making sure that every citizen that is eligible to vote in Maricopa County, where the city of Phoenix, Scottsdale, Chandler, etc., are, would have the opportunity to vote and be counted. He made that his mission, especially after the mess the state was under the last secretary of state, Maricopa County, where there were five- and six-hour lines and polling places were reduced and all the other horrible stuff. That really is, in a sense, a fraud upon the voting population. So the Sharpie thing is crap. If anybody's telling it, everybody's saying it, smack it down as soon as you can. Uh, Joe Gannon, I'm going to read some of the comments, says, Tony has Hulk hands? Uh, Diane Hall says he's growing up, both of them. Uh, that's a reference, of course, to Sullivan and Ray. Yes, they are. They're doing fine. Joe Gannon says, Kite, yes. I'm almost nine. Uh, he's almost nine. It's important for you to know. He'll be nine in December. Okay. Uh, I'll give you an appropriate place to uh, send. Uh, we're going to start a GoFundMe for uh, Sullivan's grandparents so we can afford to take him to lunch every day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Randy Ioma says, it feels like 2000 all over again, but in reverse. Yes um diane house says that joe biden has basically claimed victory said all votes need to be counted but believes dems will be victorious i do too the way things are going right now uh joe gannon when you went to bed in 1960 uh did you think nixon was going to win well i got to tell you joe i was um with the cia during the time i was running a covert op down in central america uh some people uh Uh, We were uh, making sure that a banana republic uh, stayed a a supplier of bananas in those days. I was doing some wet work, you know, someplace in uh, the Belgian Congo. So I got my news a little late. How's that sound for you? (laughs) Mike Mundy says, hanging Chad. Yeah, we have had our, um, you know what? We've had our controversies. We've had our controversies. We certainly have. A lot of you don't know this because you weren't around then, and neither was I. Go ahead and make the jokes that Rutherford B. Hayes uh, made a bargain with the southern states to remove, to remove troops from the south, uh, and even though there were more popular votes for Samuel Tilden, he uh, made that, what a lot of people call um, uh, the evil bargain, um, and he removed troops, and the uh, south went from a place that was uh, being um, uh, demanded to enter into the 19th century then, you know, and that all people be able to um, all people be able to uh, vote and be treated equally uh, to the uh, horrible then 70, 80 years of segregation and uh, Jim Crow. So things have happened. So when I went to bed in 1960, do you think Nixon was going to win? When I went to bed in 1960, I was thinking about uh, ice cream. So um, let's see what we got going here. Jerry Visig is watching. Uh, uh, Jerry said that my influence is flipping Arizona as we speak. Well, Jer, I, you know what? I'm going to say that. We were the deciding factor. Without us. And by the way, they legalized people just to be able to smoke dope in the streets here in Arizona, too. Okay. Uh, uh, I think I voted for that one because I don't want people to go to jail for smoking pot. Uh, although I'm not a big fan of uh, sort of mass legalization of, uh, of uh, something of that nature. You know, but we did legalize it here. So people can't be, you know, we won't have our prisons filled up with uh, kids who just wanted to get high. Uh, and oftentimes uh, uh, African American or Latino kids who just wanted to get high. So we legalized that here. Um, Jerry says that we're projected to go to Biden, Arizona. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Maricopa. You know, everything changes, man. And people got to accept that. The Arizona I started doing business in in 2000 is quite a bit different than the Arizona I live in in 2020. It's changed. You want to blame someone? I've seen I've seen people in Arizona cuz all these liberals from California moving here. You want to blame someone? You want me to tell you who to blame? If you want to blame, if you want to use blame for Arizona becoming a different state than it was 20 years ago? I tell you you blame rich people that you give it all these tax breaks to who invest in real estate and land and developers who then back candidates who then form cities and incorporate incorporate them and then work to have infrastructure put into the dirt and the land that ties it in to the water and the electric grid and then they build houses and call it Sonoran Sam's Village and they make huge amounts of money and they live on the top of mountains on Camelback and in valleys in Paradise Valley. And they go, move here, move here, it's wonderful. (coughs) And then people move here. (coughs) And the people go, Arizona changed. If people who were born and raised in Arizona uh, wanted it, you know, who go back two or three generations wouldn't remain the same. You would have fought against development. You would have fought about against commerce. You'd have fought against capitalism. Cause that's what's making Arizona happen right now, is profit. You know, I mean look, Arizona, where I live right now, people talk about immigration. The first thing to happen in Arizona as far as immigration goes is that the border immigrated north. This was all part of Mexico, even after the, uh, uh, the Mexican-American War. Even after California was part of the United States, this was still part of, uh, of uh, Mexico. And we bought it. You know how capitalism and wars really work? The same guy that we fought at the Alamo, we bought the land that I'm living on right now from him when he was the emperor or president or whatever of Mexico. The same guy, all the people at the Alamo, A few years later, we went to him and said, we'd like to buy this big hunk of land here because the South would like to run a railroad through here without having to deal with the problems and taxes and uh, 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 slave issues of the North. They needed a Southern Railroad. That's why Phoenix is here. So you want to talk about a change. We changed from one nation to another nation, specifically so a railroad could be built. That's capitalism. And as long as we've got a railroad, might as well have a little stop off here. And People it's oh, nice. I'll just get off here and stay here. And let's build a little town. And uh, that's how it all takes place. Uh, Arizona and Nevada right now are breaking towards Joe Biden. Tony says, uh, big breaking news happening during your show. Michigan goes to Biden. Okay. So it's really looking. It's really looking right now. And um, mostly we're doing this for posterity. This show. We'll be able to look back at it a year from now, two years from now um, uh, That it's looking more and more apparent that Joe Biden will be the President of the United States We will have a Democratic House of Representatives We will have a Republican Senate It's not that we're a divided country It's that we want to be a divided country And sometime in that division, both sides are held back from their own worst instincts all right, hey, uh, man, uh, he has 253. So uh, Diane House is right now. They're calling Joe Biden with 253. Of course, you know, the, uh, the Electoral College has to meet, I believe, in late December is when they actually vote. That's when it'll take place. All of this right now is predictions. Usually these predictions hold, you know, these predictions hold. The longest wait we had in my lifetime was uh, Gore, Bush Gore. Uh, Al Gore was a big enough man at one point. He could have continued even after the Supreme Court... Stopped, it, stopped the uh, uh, counting of votes down in uh, uh, Florida. He could have uh, had other avenues to continue to contest, to say, hey, wait a minute, we won with over 600,000 more Americans voted for me than voted for George Bush. But he knew that it would rip the country apart. Three million more Americans voted for uh, uh, Hillary Clinton than the, um, Donald Trump. She didn't, she didn't form some sort of rallying cry around that. She conceded. Let's hope, as it becomes apparent in the next few days, or maybe even by the end of the day, or tomorrow, by the end of the week, that one, Joe Biden, not only has won the majority of the popular vote, but will win the majority electoral college, that we will finally see some grace and dignity from the man whose biggest claim to fame and most successful endeavor was as an actor on NBC when he starred in that fictional sitcom of a show called The Apprentice. All right. You know what? Uh, we didn't get to a lot today. We normally do. We didn't get to any music, which means I just got more. We didn't get to any uh, mementos. We got more. You didn't get to see Ray. You didn't get to see Sullivan. Um, we all got to come together uh, on, this, uh, uh, on this momentous day and share a little bit. And we're going to share a little bit more tomorrow. All right, we'll be back with more fun in the sun here on Living on a Thin Line. I'm Tony Vizek. Bye bye. Is he here with me?